So here we go then, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social, the show where the Kelly Army share their thoughts on all things town. And what a week it's been. Two incredible away games. Peterborough, 3-0. Barnsley, 3-0. Oh, what a time to be alive as a town fan. Going into a very big game this weekend. And I've got a, a special show this week. Uh, it's the New York City special. The Big Apple, I'm joined by James and Nick making his debut. Um, it's incredible, isn't it, this internet business? You can speak to people across the world, and these men watch your town from afar. Uh, Nick, let's bring you in first, my friend. We bumped into each other back at Portland Road, I think, last year when you came back um, to see Family & Co. You're in New York. Um, I'm sure watching from afar, it's been it's been amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, it's great to be here. Yeah, so, you know, I'm here in, uh, in uh, well, live in, uh, live in New Jersey, work in New York, um, you know, watching, uh, watching Ipswich on iFollow. And uh, yeah, it's just been an incredible season. Absolutely incredible. Um, just to see, uh, you know, the, the team progress under, under McKenna. Um, incredible. Uh, so it, it's definitely a, a season to remember. Definitely, mate. Definitely, mate. And uh, we're going to move over to James. And you guys have been able to meet up and watch games in the flesh, which I'm sure has been great. But James, um, a lot of people will know your voice and your face because you um, were based, of course, in, in England. But now you've gone over to New York uh, back in March. Uh, how's that been? And how's things, my friend? Yeah, things are very well. Thank you, Ross. Thanks for having me on again. I've been here five weeks now, and I don't think I've quite got the American accent yet. So I'm I'm glad. I've I've met a lot of people, including uh, Nick and the a couple of the others that are based in New York City. Uh, that so that's been incredibly fun. But yeah, I'm settling in quite well. I think that having internet and social media and all my social presence is still there. Uh, can continue. You can get the same kind of news. That's made the transition quite easy and quite straightforward, uh, something which would have been a lot more difficult maybe 10 years ago when um, kind of information wasn't as at your fingertips. Also, I'm working for the same company out here, so it's been a really easy transition. It's been really nice to meet all my colleagues as well. So just getting involved with the culture and the New York City lifestyle and, yeah, really enjoying it so far. Um and as for Ipswich Town, I'm sure we'll get onto that with some of the questions coming up. But wow, just wow. Since I've moved away, oh my word. I think one of the last one of the last game days I remember was that Bristol Rovers away game. Uh, that was probably my last one with you, Ross, because I did one with Regan um, when you were away. But I did one with you at Bristol Rovers away. And I think one of the lines I said was, if, if things don't change, this team won't even get in the playoffs. So how it's changed since then. And wow, I'm all here for it. Yeah, I think a lot of us are like telling our previous selves off. I think Bloomers was saying, I think after the Bristol Rose game, he thought, yeah, that's like, but now we're all like, oh, what was I thinking? This team, Kieran McKenna, he knows what he's doing. This team is very, very good. And they've shown that, uh, which is good. And yeah, we're going to get into that. But I wanted to get some insight from both of you, definitely Nick, on watching It's Your Town from Afar. I know we've got you know, we're worldwide um, Issue Town fans. Of course, KOA Army is worldwide as well. Um, I know there's so many people watching from Australia, you know, America in general, um, in Europe. I know we got we had the Swedes over recently, Norway, Germany. I, I can name all the countries because I'm sure there's a fan somewhere. Um, China, Thailand, Japan. Sorry, I'm, I'm saying every country now. Uh, shout out to all of you. Shout out to the people in, in Dora. And Dora, I think there's one. We've got one fan there uh, when I looked on there. But anyway, Nick, some insight on, you know, you've been... Of course, you were born, of course, in Suffolk. Yep. Um, but you moved to, to New York a long time ago and uh, you've been following the town since then. Um, but yeah, some insight on that, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I was um, born in the, the Harridge Manning Tree area. Um, so Ipswich Town fan uh, my, whole, my whole life. Um, yeah, and I moved to uh, New York. My, my job, uh, just like James, my, my job brought me here um, uh, in my early 20s, um, back in uh, 2002. Uh, you can do the math. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, uh, you know, like, like James, James mentioned, um, back then, um, completely different, you know, landscape, uh, digital landscape, no, like no, no streaming service. Um, 
yeah, I mean, even even you know, uh, you know, football websites, you know, were were few and far between. Um, uh, and and so uh, yeah, back back then, I kind of had to really depend on you know, um, you know, talking to my dad, talking to my uncle, you know, who were season ticket holders who went to every single you know home game. You know, how did how did Ipswich do? You know, tell me, tell me about the game. Um, so that was how I got my really how I got my information um, back back then. Um, and then just um, also just, uh, you know, uh, talking about, you know, football in, in general. Um, so when I first came here, um, it was the uh, 2002 World Cup. Um, and, you know, I think it was in that year, it was uh, South Korea, Japan. I think it was co-hosted. And uh, that particular World Cup, I'm, I'm sure people will remember, um, the U.S. beat Portugal 3-2. And this is when, you know, Figo was still playing for Portugal. So it was a strong, strong team. And um, I, I mean, when when you know when the U.S. beat Portugal, you know it sent shockwaves through the you know the whole you know the the football football world. But I could have I I was in Manhattan. I could have uh, walked down the street and and just you know and 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 talk to any any kind of uh, anyone on the street and say, hey, did you you know did you see the uh, to hear about U.S. being Portugal? And they wouldn't have had a clue. So jump ahead twenty or so years. And it's completely changed. I mean, football here now is is huge. Um, I'm sure James, you, you know, you've kind of picked that up now. You know, Premier League is huge. It's shown on all the sort of major networks here. Um, and so, um, you know, as, as the as sort of the years progressed, um, you know, the uh, there was a uh, the first streaming service I subscribed to was uh, Sentanta. They they offered a streaming service um, that was back in I think 2007, 2008, something like that. Uh, when uh, Ipswich was still obviously still in the uh, in the championship, um, you know, very very similar to iFollow, um, but I, I subscribed to uh, to Satanta for you know uh, a few years, um, and um, uh, yeah, and then and then iFollow came uh, came along, um, uh, which has been which has been which has been great. Um, you know, I'm 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 able to watch you know all, all the games. Um, you know, I'm able to now you know when I when I talk to my my dad, my uncle, you know, I, I, you know, talk about moments of the game, you know, um, and it, it's, it's, it's been great. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I was telling you, Ross, you know, I usually, I obviously stream it on my, on my laptop, but I, I use a Chromecast to, to stream it onto, or to, uh, to watch it on my, on my big TV. Um, so it's, it's really, um, yeah. Uh, since these streaming services have come along, it's completely changed, uh, everything. Yeah, definitely. Definitely during you know lockdown and you know everything. You know a lot of people. You know, and even the UK, of course, couldn't go to the games, and that was a massive improvement. And I know uh, everyone's looking forward to next season because uh, town TV and everything with the club, and definitely you guys, I'm sure, are going to look forward to that. Um, I want to quickly go over to you, James. How has it been adapting to watching games in the early? Well, it's not too early, is it? But it's still a, good, a time difference. There's five hours, I think, isn't it from New York? Yeah, five hours. Yeah. So the the three p.m. kickoffs are now ten a.m. on a Saturday. So it's kind of wake up and really have some breakfast and get on with watching the game. Like wake up almost for team news, uh, which you kind of miss a bit of the pregame buzz. You're not nervous all day. You just wake up and it's time for the game. Um, it does mean that after the game, you still have the whole day ahead to, well, since I've been here, mostly celebrate, uh, which has been absolutely fantastic. Um, but But yeah, like waking up, Waking up in the morning and watching the game is, is not too bad. I, I think the difficulty comes on these recent Tuesday night games where uh, me and Nick both work full-time jobs. So if you can work if you can work five hours back from 7.45 p.m., you've got something in the middle of your afternoon, which means that it might have to be a sneaky work-from-home day. Sometimes you might have to take some time off, work around it, make it, make it happen if possible, work around your meetings if you've got any on. And uh, for, I've been very fortunate that I've been able to to see both of the Tuesday night games because they've been amazing. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a little bit it's it's been a little bit trickier for those evening games. What what I would say about watching in New York though is, even though I'm far away, I've almost never felt more connected to this football club. Still, I know I haven't been away that long, but the social media. Uh, coverage that that everybody puts out, whether it's Kings of Anglia, Blue Monday podcast, like um, the official club, like the town in fives are spectacular. Like I love watching them. The 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 atmosphere and just the the quality of the behind the scenes, 
the extended highlights, the all of the coverage is uh, absolutely amazing, and it, it just means that you can continue to uh, be feel really connected to this club, even if you're not like actually going to the games. Which I know it's not it's not a substitute for being at the games, but I still feel such a big close tie to this football club being away. And I speak to my colleagues, and they're like. Oh, I've never heard of Ipswich Town. And then I have to say, okay, they're two below the Premier League. And it's like, oh, is that the championship? No, it's not the championship. Championship is the second division. We're in League One. It's the third division. Oh, it's it's two above Wrexham because, oh, for some reason they've heard of Wrexham. So that's very frustrating. That is like, they've heard of Wrexham, but they haven't heard of Ipswich Town. But um, hey, Hollywood stars and Disney Plus, hey, that's, that's what it does to you. But yeah, so it's been a bit of a, Trying to talk football in the office has been a bit tricky because, yeah, if they if anybody does like football, it will be Premier League only. But um, I've at least had some people which have uh, empathised with me and uh, tried to understand how important it is to me, even if they don't fully get it. And they compare it to sports that they're passionate about, their their basketball team, their American football team. Um, so they, they can at least try and empathise with that. Yeah, definitely. And as another question, actually, I'm going to ask you, Snick. Have you been when you've been anywhere in America? You know, have you ever been spotted with it? Your town shirt and gone that they know who it is. Uh, I have. Um, again, it was uh, during another World Cup. Um, I, I didn't have. I wasn't wearing an England shirt. I was wearing my Ipswich shirt, and uh, I was actually <laughs> spotted by another Brit. Um, it was only uh, only us two Brits in in this one bar, and. Um, he, he knows right away. He said, oh, Ipswich fan. Um, I actually forget where he was from, but uh, yeah, he, he knew right away. And uh, yes, yeah, very similar story to James. Like, you know, very few people, uh, you know, when they find out I'm, I'm British, uh, you know, they automatically assume I'm a, you know, a, you know, a Liverpool fan or a Manchester United fan. And when I say uh, Ipswich, uh, okay, what, what, you know, what, what division they're in. So yeah, same experience as, as James. Yeah. It's actually... It's absolutely fantastic, actually, just to, just to bring it back to what we did this weekend because we haven't really talked about it in uh, in full. So uh, uh, Nick and I and two other people that live in New York City, Chris and Dennis, uh, we we met up actually in person and we watched the Peterborough game in Dennis's office. He was very kind that we could we could use his space, and um, we got ba- Nick. You brought the bagels, didn't you? Yep, bagels and donuts. Uh, <laughs> got bagels we had donuts people had coffee i had, had coca-cola i felt very very american in the room but the football was all all english and all behind Ipswich town but i think that's the first time that you'd met up like the people in new york had met up so like that's been really good for me as well being new to the city that there's other people that support Ipswich that are not too far away and that's been that's been really nice uh to kind of watch a game with fellow fans because you can bring along people that are interested in football, but it's completely different when you're watching people that support your own club. So that was that was just really, yeah, really, really a really good memory from my time here so far. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, you're not too far away to find some town fan somewhere. Big shout out to all the overseas fans out there. And uh, maybe we'll do another special, like Australian special, whatever other country special. We'll get that sort of... We have... Like, there's, a, there's a pretty thriving... Um, Ipswich Town fans in North America WhatsApp group. So if anybody is listening from North America and is not in that, then please reach out to one of us or reach out to Ross himself. He can put you in touch because yeah, you, you're very welcome to join. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just exactly the same chat as you get in any other Ipswich Town group. It just happens later on in the later on because we're just on a different we're on a different schedule to people in the UK. Yeah, because James, you're a part, of course, of um, the Kings of Anglia group chat. And of course, that is, you know, all of us, we're putting, I'm sure it's like when we're putting messages in the morning, it's still like 3 a.m. for you. And you're probably asleep, fast asleep, and then you come and wake up. Oh, God, I've got 100 messages now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just adjusting it. You've just got to adjust. Trying to keep track is, uh, is, is more difficult now because you wake up in the morning to a swathe of, uh, of messages. But I still appreciate it. And I, I, I love all those boys in that chat as well. Definitely, definitely. Well, um, it's great to get some insight there, Nick and James. And uh, well, uh, 
Let's talk then about the two away games. You, you mentioned the Peterborough game. You guys watched that together. And then Tuesday night, Barnsley, what a night it was at Oakwell. 5,000 plus town fans. And as always, my favourite feature, one word to describe it, boys, in two, no, just one word, <laughs> those two away games. Nick, two very good wins, three goals, no goals conceded, um, packed out away ends, uh, take it away. Yeah. Um, so for the for the Peterborough game, um, the one word that came to my mind was uh, just professional. I just thought that they did such a professional job. Uh, I mean, Walton um, just mountain mountain of a man you know making incredible saves um when he needed to um you know and and just you know deadly in front of in front of goal um you know um and and you know obviously you know burns and then uh, you know the, that sublime pass from broadhead to chaplin um and then that amazing you know uh, freddy you know on the on the turn you know, was it on his chest, and then he turned. Um, you know, incredible. Um, so yeah, but just overall, just I thought, just a professional job. They knew everyone knew what they needed to do, and they 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 got the job done. Um, and then I guess similar similar to you know the boat uh, the sorry the the Barnsley game. Um, also, uh, you know, could they call that a professional job? But you know, just clinical. Just uh, again, just uh, uh, you know. Broadhead with with that header that that, that snuck in, and then uh, you know George Hurst, just uh, it, actually he reminded me, I, you know when when that goal went in, um, you know in American football, you know you have your running backs who use the stiff arm, you know to keep the uh, opposing players at bay, and I just thought you know he's <laughs> George Hurst did exactly the same thing, you know he was just like, you know uh, uh, keeping you know keeping the defenders uh, you know away from him and and just. The power in his shot was just incredible. Um, really exciting moment to watch. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Chappers at the at the end, uh, open goal. Uh, but again, just just showed composure and and uh, lobbed everyone um, into a, into an empty net. So you know, incredible. So yeah, so for uh, for Barnsley, um, I, I I came up with, with with clinical. Okay, clinical and professional. I think they're good words. Very good words indeed. Uh, James, what, what's your two words for these two away games? Yeah, so I think um, I think for Saturday, sensational is the word that came to mind. Uh, I think that's both on the pitch and off the pitch, as I just mentioned before. Like we had a we had a meet up to watch it, and it's always better when you're watching with other fans. Uh, but on the pitch, just you when you when you kind of envisage how a game's going to go, uh, that is kind of what you want. You 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 want you go away from home and you're just like you restrict the opposition to. A few shots. Walton was on top form. Like that would be sensation as a word to just describe him in general. But all the town lads pulling in the same direction, working so hard. Hurst, like absolutely running his absolute socks off. Uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, just in general, that uh, that it just. I think both these games couldn't have gone better than what like what they have gone and it's just that doesn't happen very often and it's just this team is something really good and we're seeing it pretty much I, I would say in top gear now almost and I just I'm, I'm, I'm almost speechless in like some of the some of the football that we've played and we haven't been on top in both of these games we haven't been on top for all of the game but probably to Nick's point, it's been such a professional performance to be able to manage games. There's been a bit of s housery at certain times when, like, when we've needed to slow the game down. I think I remember, yeah, I remember on Saturday there was a time of maybe fifty something minutes, and like two players went down at exactly the same time. I think Burns was one of them. Can't remember what one of the other ones. It might have been in a completely different point of the game. It might have actually just been before half time. But oh, there was a there was a time in that Peterborough game where two players went down, and you just like yeah, like there's been a memo. It's just like if if the opposition is having a little bit of momentum, then we need to slow that game up, and that's exactly what they did. And then they had to both go off, but they both came on like before there'd been even any play <laughs> that, had, that had gone on. So it's just we're just thinking of those little things which seem to be really making the difference and kind of just doing what other teams have done to us over quite a lot of the season and seasons gone by 
And from that Saturday performance, I just think, yeah, just sensational all round. Uh, moving on to Tuesday a little bit, and my one word to describe Tuesday, I, I was thinking of this, and probably uh, let's, my what I thought afterwards is was is a bit o- bit overwhelming in all honesty, uh, in a good way, um, to be in the position that we're in, to be four points clear of third place with two games to go, to be that, to be. Within a t- within touching distance, like f- physical one game touching distance of moving up a league, that that's all of that is a bit overwhelming and not a feeling that anybody anybody around my age, probably anyone under thirty, can really remember with clarity because you would have been you know under ten years old when you when we last reached uh, one get like when we last had a chance to go up to a league in one like with one game. Uh, the playoff final in 2000. Um, so yeah, just a lot of emotions going on and just overwhelming in the post game. And once again, like those 5,000 fans going up on a Tuesday night, I honestly have so much respect for every single person because you wouldn't be able to get a train back to Ipswich after the game. Like you had to probably take your whole day off Tuesday or maybe at least a half a day to get up there. You have to share lifts. You have to get there early enough to get down the pub if you if that's you're so inclined to do that. So it's an absolutely monumental effort from all those fans, and like they they deserve everything. We deserve everything. Like if if it does if it does come good in these next two games, but like this the fan base is incredible, and yeah, it's just a bit overwhelming to basically put it all into perspective that what we can potentially achieve within the next 10 days yeah yeah like we know we had you know this fan base is massive but that on Tuesday night just impressed me even more and I just I had goosebumps watching from afar because in the first half I was the other end you know you know taking pictures of our attack and I just remember just looking up and going over there is 5,000 literal town fans it just blew and you know the the chance blew army and just it's just incredible and um, big shout out to everyone who did go. And as you said, James, you know, Tuesday night games always tricky when they are away from home trains and trying to get transport. So yeah, big shout out to all of you. I know there's a few people, I think uh, they decided to, um, yeah, maybe I won't go to work tomorrow because I want to enjoy this. So, uh, um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was great. It was um, yeah, a great atmosphere and it's what we deserve after. Yeah. As James said, myself included, um, I have not seen a very good Ipswich Town side for a very long time and much success. So, yeah, looking forward to this weekend and we'll get on to that shortly. Um, but, Nick, let's talk about um, George Hurst because I think, we, you know, we can once again, we can, we can give praise to a lot of the players, all the players this season, Kieran McKenna included. But I wanted to sort of put a spotlight on George Hurst a little bit because he has been fantastic since signing in January. And uh, he's a lone player. Um, scored a very good goal on Tuesday. Probably up there for me is one of the top goals of the season. That one, um, the goal of the season um, vote is going to be very tricky this year. Some really good contenders. George Hurst could probably have two or three because the goal at Bolton was good as well. But um, permanent deal that will be the talking point. Leicester at the moment they're, stopped, they're fighting relegation, but George Hurst would be great when he permanently. I agree, hundred percent, absolutely. You know, I think I think you know Hurst. You know, he brings that that you know. Uh, you know that strong physicality. Um, you know he's intimidating. You know he's a he's a, he's a big guy. Um, you know when you, you know he's played against if you he's played against Bolton and and the uh, the Barnsley def- def- you know defenses and uh, you can see you know, he's a big guy um, and and you know causes them a, a lot of problems um, and just scores some sublime goals. You know the the you know the the goals against against Bolton amazing and then and then you know Tuesday night. Just, just the, the power. Um, so, I think absolutely we need to we need to sign him. Um, he just brings uh, um, not, not only goals, but just um, you know his work off the ball. Um, you know his work rate. You know runs his socks off. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I can I can absolutely see him. You know fitting into you know future future sides. Um, and and yeah, hundred uh, percent. So you know Mark Ashton, please let's let's make it happen. Yeah, I think um, Mike, who said on the um, game day, I think um, when we saw 
no, no, it wasn't. It was John. Good old John Watson. Big shout out to the King of the North. Um, we, Mark Ashton was walking along and uh, John went, get on the phone to um, to, to Leicester, sign him up. Um, but James, you know, he's a player that Kieran McKenna and co have been chasing for a while. I think they wanted him in the summer, but he, he went to Blackburn in the end and didn't play much for them. I think at the time they, they had, you know, Britain Diaz scoring the goals and other players scoring the goals. So um, he was really didn't have a chance there, but he's come here. Um, first few games, he had to sort of um, work his way into the team, but he has been mm-hmm. fantastic. Good, big Fred though, still doing well himself, scoring goals as well. But of course, George, George my yeah, um, I was actually going to mention that point because it's interesting. Because first, I was very skeptical when he came in at first because we wanted him in the summer and he was wasn't interested. Fair play, you get a championship move. I think you'd always prioritize that over Ipswich. But yeah, I don't think he was particularly fussed. Uh, not yeah, just just wanted to play at the highest level he can, which I completely understand in a player. Uh, second of all, uh, when he came in in January, uh, he was like, "I'm I'm here for I'm here for these months, and then I'm going back to Leicester." Kind of in his interview, maybe not those words exactly. Maybe that's being a bit harsh, but that's kind of what I took out of his interview. He was basically like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm here to play some football, and then I'll, I'll return to my parent club." So there's a question of whether he would actually want to be here past the summer. But there's absolutely no mistaking that he's come in and he seems to have bought into the McKenna philosophy of how we play. And he's really seems to have been coached into a role which he can really thrive in. So I'm hoping that for all of the pre-talk and for maybe whether whether he did want to be here and I don't, it sounded like we had to work quite hard to get him here. I, I really hope that we've been able to show that with the team spirit, with the quality of the coaching that you get, the professional setup. And Ipswich is only an hour from London. So like quite a lot of the time people say, oh, it's not a very desirable place to come because you can move to a team near Manchester or you could one of the big north cities or you could move to a London team. But Ipswich is only Ipswich is only an hour away and they don't really get that much time off anyway. So it's not a, it's not really a bad place to to be, to be honest. And especially with the with the quality of the setup that we seem to be getting now, I, I think we'd rival a lot of championship sides for for kind of our process, methodology, coaching quality, and uh, and the like. So hopefully that's a big draw, and hopefully he'd be persuaded to come here. You've obviously got the flip side of that: is that Leicester would probably want to hold us over a barrel if we wanted to sign him now. They might be coming down from to the championship themselves so they might see hey a guy that's scored goals in league one let's try let's try him out so it's no it's not going to be an easy deal unless there's been a pre-agreement which also wouldn't completely shock me because uh we seem to that seems to be maybe we have pre-agreements in place um a, a bit more often these days uh under the new management and ownership but um I think Ipswich would have to point to the fact that he played in the championship and he didn't score many goals. So, you know, you can't be charging, you can't be charging three, four or five million for somebody that's never scored goals in this league. Um, so I reckon it could be one that drags on all summer if Ipswich did want to get in. I don't think it's going to be an e- easy deal either way. Potentially, it would be an easier deal if um, Leicester stay in the Premier League. Yeah. because I, I think he would be surplus to requirements there. But definitely, if they come down to championship, there would need to be serious negotiations going through. And I don't think wages would be a problem. I think it would pay quite well on the wages. And so it'd be down to a case of, would Leicester be willing to sell for a price that Ipswich feel is reasonable? And would George Hurst want to play for Ipswich Town in whatever league we're in? Yeah. Oh, and and by the way, um, there's no chance of us getting him if we're in League One. So just just to just to put that option out there, like I would love to sign him on permanent deal, but this is all on the caveat that we do get promoted. If we don't get promoted, he won't be signing. Yeah, because yeah, he's he just signed a new deal with Leicester before he went out on loan to Blackburn. He signed a new deal until 2025, so he's he's contracted for two more years. Um, but we shall wait and see, Legend. It's always just good to have these discussions, debate on players, definitely loan players. In the past, we go. We had no chance to sign him, but we got Christian Walton on a permanent deal. Um, who else did we get on a permanent deal? I should have put this on my notes. There's another player. I swear, we got him after being on loan. 
let's move on because I'm going to be here for a while. So uh, let's move on. Um, Nick, is there any other notes you want to mention from the Barnsley Peter Roy game or should we move on? No, I'm happy, happy to move on. Okay, then. easy done. There we go. Um, strike then. It's time for the strike. It's quizzed. This is Nick's debut on the strike. James has had many appearances on this. Uh, I think it's been a mixed bag, I think, in your history. I've won one strike and it was the, the most recent strike I did. So I'm I'm on a 100% record for the last... Like, one, I'm on a one-win streak. Let's put it um, that way. Okay, then. One-win streak then, Nick. Let's see if you can beat that record. Uh, we've got four questions plus a tiebreaker, as always. Um, question one is on... A player from America, uh, Jerry Baker from the 60s. He was born in New York. I thought, uh, do a nice little connection. But he also had a birthday in April, so it linked up perfectly to my uh, my my system that I use. If you have when's, his, when's his birthday? Uh, he's already had his birthday in April, but I think it was... Yeah, the, so have I. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, 11th of April. Ah, uh, a bit earlier than me. I'm oh, sorry, like, yeah, his birthday is earlier than mine. Okay. Uh, he did sadly pass away back in 2013, but um, big up Jerry. Um, and Jay, that's a nice little connection. He was born in New Rochelle, New York. You heard of it? You've been there? Yep, I know it. <laughs> yeah, just north north of the city, I think. Okay. The question I was going to do is I was going to look at um, I didn't know, I don't know how New York works and states and stuff. I was going to try to find like three different options, and I just I was just being I don't know I'd be an idiot of how how it works over there. Like watch it what because. New Rochelle is that a state or what? What is it? No, it's it's a it's a, it's a town. I, I think it's on the. Don't don't quote me, but I think it's it's uh, in Westchester County, which is just north of Manhattan. Okay. Um, so it's in, in New York State. Uh, New we're going to do some basic. We're going to do some basic knowledge here. There's New York City. That's the, that's a city, but also there's a state that's called New York. So there's other towns and cities in New York uh, that are, that's not New York City. So like. In the, uh, the very far north, they've got like the town um, Buffalo. This is like mm-hmm. a another fairly big town. Awesome. That's probably a city, isn't it, uh, Nick? Buffalo. Uh, but yeah, like um, New York is huge. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely huge. Uh, New York State, um, I mean, is absolutely huge. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't go too deep in it. I just thought I'll give up. I just got. I'm gonna keep it simple. How many goals did he score? 151 games. Hey. <laughs> 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 what um, what years did he play for us? Can you give us that? Uh, in the so in the sixties, so I think he he wouldn't have played under um, Sir Alf Ramsey. So I think sixty two. Okay. Um, I haven't got it at hand, but he played for four seasons: sixty two, sixty three, and then the rest. Um, that uh, that was that was Sir Alf for a bit. Yeah, actually, yeah, for mm, no? yeah, maybe for a bit. Yeah, of course, well, we, won, we won the league in '62, and then he joined England in some well, time after that. So, '63, so '64 was his first season. So, no, he actually didn't play under him. It was actually okay. Jack Milbourne, and we got relegated oh. that season. So, he would have scored most of his goals in the Division Two. Okay, um, but he's a striker. So, that, there we go. There's a striker. He's a striker. I'll give you that as well. Um, just give you that. Um, but yeah, 151 games. How many goals did he score for Town? Um, if anybody listening who was alive to see him play, let us know. What was he like as a player? Um, sure my dad re- would remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, possibly. Shout out to your dad. Uh, he also played for Man City, Hibernian. Uh, Margate. Anyway, <laughs> uh, correct answer gets the point. If you get a bang on, actually, of course, you get double points. But James, take it away. Okay, I have put 48 goals. <laughs> <laughs> so I also had forty-eight goals. No, no. I, I, I swear. <laughs> I, I believe. I believe. I believe Nick. I believe Nick. I, you know, because he he was re- he's repaired. Um. Well, no one's got to bang on. It's sixty-six. Oh, um, he was pro- prolific. Pretty good. Yeah. What's that? Like uh, one every two and a bit games. Yeah. Not yeah. too bad. Um. Do you, I'll just give you both the point because you're do, Ooh, yeah. both, on, both on one. <laughs> both on one, so it doesn't really give it, either of you advantage, it just gives you the point. Um, question two is on another striker, uh, not from New York. Um, it's Joe Garner. Um, has his birthday this month, uh, so happy birthday to Joe from whenever it was. Uh, but what is his middle name? Is it Alan, David, or Michael? 
Joe Garner back Carlisle United now. Joe could be get Carlisle win the playoffs, aren't they? In the uh, in League Two, so um, please get promoted, Tam. So I don't want to go Carlisle um, on a Tuesday night. Cause that's what probably likely happened if we had him in League One. We'll be on a stupid Tuesday night, twelfth um, of April. So he's uh, just the day after a uh, good old Jerry. Oh, so, nice. Um, take it away, right. Robert. Nick, do you want to go first this time? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Uh, I think it's Joe Allen Garner. And I think it's Joe David Garner. Of course, it's Joseph, if you want to go to his um, Christian name or whatever, the big name. Um, but his middle name is Allen. Ooh. It gets the point. Um, <laughs> I didn't mention this at the start. Um, of course, everybody listening, get involved. Uh, let us know how you get on. Um, hope you're enjoying this on your, your journey. Maybe journey to Portland Road. You know, if you, you've got to travel a little way and this is something for you to listen to, hope you're having a good time and enjoy the day. Question three is on Guran Endor, who was on loan at town back in the... Uh, nice. 2012, 2012 season, I think. A 2011-12 season, 2012-13 season. I know he played... No, yeah, he played under Jim. Uh, not Jim. Paul Jewell and then Mick McCarthy came in. Um, but was, it Gurren, was it Gurren Endor that uh, I'm sure there was an Ipswich Town player that came out like it came out later that he was actually way older than he was yes. was it him it was him yeah <laughs> it was him. So, what, so when he was playing for us like was what was he in his like mid-30s and he thought we everybody thought he was in his mid-20s or something like that possibly yeah yeah he's 39 now um, he, he had his birthday 24th of April so he's only just 39 20. real age or 39 <laughs> real, real, apparently, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, it could be, could be, be forty nine, but uh, <laughs> we'll go from there. But uh, he was on loan at town. Um, from which French club uh, was it? Montpellier, Saint Etienne, or Toulouse? Do you know what I was surprised to see? Saint Etienne were relegated last year from the top flight of France, French football. I was like, I was surprised about that. Whoa! And I was looking, looking at my options for teams. I was like, wow. Because you think we, you know, they've been a top flight team for a long time. We played them in the UEFA Cup in that historic, you know, winning run. Um, I realise I'm rubbish. I'm rub- Every time we do this game, I'm so bad. <laughs> I mean, just forget, don't you? Like, you, you, you remember these players, some of these players, and then you go, oh, I know the answer, but yeah. Uh, he also, I think he had loads of few load spells when he was at this club. He, I think he went to Birmingham as well. Okay. Um, he went to Spain. All right. All right. You're up, James. Montpellier. Okay. I went with Toulouse. Ooh, you're both wrong. It ah. is Etienne. It's an Etienne. I think you gave too much away in that question. I was I was I was about to put St. Etienne. I thought you'd give me a double bluff because why would you talk about St. Etienne when you're <laughs> at the question? And then I thought in my head, oh well, if he thought how why would he know that St. Etienne got relegated if he hasn't been searching up St. Etienne? So yeah, yeah I, thought, I should have just gone with my instincts and gone for St. Etienne. He's he, he threw me a curveball. Yeah, brought my, brought a poker face there. Um, to be fair, when I when I was about when I was saying that, I was like, oh, well, I could have given it away. But then I went, oh well, I've been I did research in all three clubs, so I just wanted to, yeah. But, um, it's two one going into the final question, and of course, it's going to be on Exeter City uh, as they travel to Portland Road this weekend. The last time we played Exeter City at Portland Road was back in 1998. Uh, we won 5-1 in the first round of the League Cup. But this isn't a town question. This is actually who won the trophy that season. Was it Spurs, Leicester, or Newcastle? Um, so yeah, we 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 beat them. There was a two-legged affair back then in the League Cup. We we played um, Exeter at their place. We drew one-one, then we won five-one. Then the next round we lost against Luton over two legs. Um, but yeah, who won the League Cup that year? Um, so yeah, was it Spurs, Leicester, or Newcastle? I'm going to quickly get up the final just to bring some more stats. Um, you know, I was two years old. When we uh, when we played this game, so Russ, you made me feel so old. <laughs> I don't make James feel old because I'm sure he was very much similar age to that. Yeah, four four years old. Four yeah, years I old. already told you I, I I was in my early twenties when I moved to New York in 2002. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Looking good, Nick. Looking good. Looking good. All right, um, go on, Nick. All right, um, Newcastle. Oh, so disappointing. I also put I also put Newcastle. 
Can you remember Newcastle haven't won a, a like a title in like since the sixties? Well, <laughs> well, no, I knew Spurs had definitely not won anything in ages, but I wasn't sure about Newcastle. But okay, Leicester it is then. <laughs> no, it's actually Spurs. Wow, really? Oh my word! I thought Spurs. I thought Spurs keep going on about how they haven't won anything in forever. Yeah. Well, they, well, the League Cup. People would they count the League Cup? It's still like a, you know. A, I think you'd count it if you hadn't won anything in so long. Yeah. Oh, they won it in 2008, didn't they? Or stuff like that. I think that's the last time they've won a trophy was back then. Uh, okay. They, um, yeah, they won it back in 99, um, beating Leicester in the final. Uh, 1-0, a 90-minute goal from Alan Nilsson, the Danish okay. player. Um, I think Newcastle, I mentioned Newcastle because they, I don't know, I just, I just decided to pick Newcastle as an option. But May United got knocked out in the semis, uh, no, quarters by Tottenham. Um, but Sunderland and um, Wimbledon got to the semis that year. Um, but yeah, they beat them. But yeah, it was a 1 0 win. There we go. So Nick has won. There we go. Um, but as always, tiebreaker time if Nick wants to gamble. Let's do it. Yeah, why not? Okay, then. Of course, James needs to get it bang on to get the win. Now, how many goals have Town scored? In 22 league games at Portland Road this season. League games, 22 goals. <laughs> Best of luck, James. Best of luck. That's quite. That's quite a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was uh, when we went to when we went to Cambridge away with some of my friends, we um, we did a we did like a, we took it in turns to name a result from the season. And between the three of us, we got every single result of the season. So if if I actually had enough time in this quiz, I would be able to tell you how many goals Ipswich has scored in 22 league games. But I know I just have to make up an answer, which I think is approximately right in the next 20 seconds. Yes. But, you know, it's not a surprise, really, to everybody. But like the goals we've conceded is nothing. Um, I'm going to give you that. 13 goals we've conceded, that's at, at, at Portland Road, which is madness. Um, don't know how much is away. I ain't got the stat. Up, 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 up. No, that's too. That's that's I'm too high. Sorry, statistic. Yeah, of course, Nick. Um, have a go as well. Let's see if you could you could get a bang on. You get double the points. It'll be four one up. Um, but yeah, thirteen goals conceded. But how many goals have we? All scored? right, I've got my number. Okay, I'm going with fifty-eight home goals. Okay. Nick, are you guessing or not? Uh, I, yep. I'm going to go with <laughs> double. 44. 44. Okay. We scored 90-something like, goals. Yeah. Yeah, 93 goals have scored. Yeah. Um, so, what was your original answer, James? And you said you were... Uh, on the other side of the paper, I have 64. Okay. But I thought that's slightly too high because that means... We've only scored thirty something goals away, and we've just yeah. had two three 0 wins as well. So I'm sticking with my sticking with my fifty eight. That's my guess. The correct answer is fifty four. Ooh, okay, not so bad. That's good effort. Good effort. So is that so? Is it fifty four at home and forty away? Is it forty? No, forty two. Thirty nine away. Thirty nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're on slightly lower than I want. Than I thought we were. Then ninety. What are we on? Ninety. Uh, Ninety-three goals. Ninety-three goals. Ninety-three goals. goals. Okay. Trying, nice. Trying, trying to get me to do maths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just making sure. Oh, headache now. Oh. Just knowing what, knowing what the challenge is for the next two games. No, no. Yeah. Let's not get, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Not get ahead of ourselves. Just, uh, just one win, please. Yes. Um, but Nick, you've won. The strike on your first attempt of ended James winning run. Thoughts? Uh, oh, I'd like to thank my... Uh... <laughs> Truth be told, a lot of those answers were, were complete shots in the dark. So, beginner's luck. I put it down to beginner's luck. Yeah. But I feel very, very honoured. You're going to be on the Hall of Fame. I'll have to do that at some stage. The winners of the strike. Uh, we've done a lot of strikes in the past. Done maybe too many. But um, you're going to be part of that now. James, you're part of that as well. So do not worry. You've won, you've won a strike. So it's all good. I have to find out if there's somebody who's been on the pod who's never actually won the strike. And that'll be a, a sad day for them if they have. But uh, I hope everyone enjoyed at home. Um, and as James said, 
Two big games to go. First up this weekend, Exeter City, who are, in quotes, on the beach. They've got nothing to play for. But um, when I was speaking to the um, Mediopo guy for, for the series, um, John Beer, um, who does my new football club podcast covering Exeter City, a very good podcast. If you haven't actually listened to it, check it out. Um, and he said he doesn't think the players will be on the beach. I think they'll be professional. Gary Caldwell is a very good manager who you know will make sure he wants to get finishing as high as possible. But Nick, it's going to be a party at Portland Road because it's been a fantastic season. You know, the last game, home game of the season, hopefully. Um, but how are you feeling going into this one? I I, I feel really good. I, I think, you know, I think Ipswich will finish the job. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think, you know, Exeter, you know, they lost their last five, um, you know, and we, you know, we beat them, I think, 2-0 uh, in the uh, reverse fixture. But yeah, I, th- I think Ipswich, you know, have such momentum. Um, just the atmosphere alone in, in Portland Road is just, just going to be electric. Um, and, and I think that the players will deliver. I, I think I'm going for a, if we do score predictions, I think, um, yeah, I think a solid, solid 4-0. Ooh, so we're getting close to that 100 goals, 100 points. Um, at the start of the season, when I heard that, I thought, no, everyone shut up. Don't do that. But now I'm getting to a point where, do you know what? I'm going to allow it because it's just been amazing this season. Of course, we've had ups and downs, but for the first time in a very long time, we're actually fighting for something. Um, James, how are you feeling? You're nice little uh, people behind the curtain here. You're going to be travelling down, travelling over to England um, when we when we finish this podcast, when it goes out, you're probably in the air flying back for the game. Yeah, um, it was not an easy decision to make, in all honesty. Um, it obviously comes with significant expense and uh, time commitment as well. I'm taking, so we're currently on Thursday lunchtime here in the USA. Um, I'm taking Thursday afternoon off and Friday off um, and Coming and, fl- and a lot of fl- flying is not easy, just in general. But I was weighing it up in my head. Um, one of my friends managed to secure a ticket this like before they sold out for for me and said, "Oh, if you if you want it, then it's yours." And I said, "I'll oh, probably not going to be there, but um, thank you anyway." And then before Tuesday's game with Barnsley, I kind of made my mind up, and I was like, "If we could, if we could." If we could guarantee going up on Saturday with a win, then I personally felt that I wanted to make the effort to come back if I could. So we all know how the Barnsley game went and I kept to my promise and I I booked some flights over. And I am quite fortunate to be able to do that. Um, I I know not everybody would be able to do that in in, in their position. But um, I kind of thought that that's the one place I really want to be on Saturday and um, if you can't spend your money on the things that you love then like what's the point of doing the work that I do or what's the point of doing the job that you do um, so I, I thought that as you said it's going to be a huge celebration and party regard like pre-match it's going to be such a fantastic atmosphere uh, I'll get to see all my friends and and family as well so even if we don't win, it's not a wasted trip because I get to see all my friends and family. Um, but having, I had tickets for the Euro semi-final, England versus Denmark last year, and I got COVID, so I, I had to sell. I had to sell the ticket, and knowing like the feeling of just watching it on TV versus what it would have been like in the stadium, I, I, I felt absolutely gutted. And I like England, but like I absolutely love Ipswich Town. Um, so I kind of thought that I, I just would, I knew I would personally regret it because in my whole, in my whole supporting life of watching Ipswich Town, there's not been a chance where you've had one game where if you win that game, you go up to the next league. Like, I, as I said earlier on, I was six in 2000. So yeah, I really wanted to be here if possible and Win, lose or draw, I'm going to have a good time. But if we win, it's just going to be absolutely spectacular and it will be a day I will remember for the rest of my life. Yeah, I think um, everyone who's there who's been able to get a ticket, enjoy the day. Um, just think back on the bad times and look forward to the future. And uh, yeah, hopefully we're going to be a championship side next time we record. Yeah, I've, 
Yeah, yeah like uh, me and uh, uh, thousands and thousands of other Ipswich Town fans that have tra- travelled the UK like over the last decade, like as a decade of me being an adult, basically. I've travelled, like some people are a lot more than me that have travelled a lot more than me, but like we've been to absolutely diabolical performances with mo- most people probably would have booed the team off the pitch at some point in the last decade, like, even if you don't do it regularly. Most people would have said that We've seen a lot of unacceptable performances, a lot of dire football, a lot of boring football, times that you haven't wanted to go, but you still have gone. And I think part of supporting a football club is that you, if you can experience the lows, then it makes the highs even better. So like Ipswich Town fans will duly celebrate it. And people will complain like, oh, it's League One. Like, why are you celebrating getting out of League One? But We've been so bereft of of like really really good things in the last yeah in the last decade that everybody will have full right to celebrate uh, in in a responsible way of course but in like the way that they wish because like, we have been through those bad times and it just makes the good times even sweeter so I really hope for the sake of the town that we can we can finish it off at home on Saturday. Um, and if not, second second best prize is to finish it off next Sunday. But let's think. Let's just all hope that it doesn't come to that. Yeah, one one mass thing I'm looking forward to is the town itself going to be just buzzing um, pre-match. You know, I'm sure the businesses and just the local pubs and everything they're just going to enjoy the day as well because they're not going to have a. It's going to be a packed um, issue town centre and everyone just going to enjoy the day. So um, as I said, enjoy it, Nick. Unfortunately, you're going to be. Um, not going to be able to get to the game, but I'm sure you're going to be watching from afar. I'm sure, like many other people who are listening, I mean, if you are still going to be watching from afar, but as James said, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people, you know, flying in and coming in from wherever to watch the game. But um, I'm sure it's, you know, watching on iFollow, wherever you're going to be watching, my friend, I'm sure you're going to be enjoying it. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, yeah, be sitting in front of the TV early. Make sure that I don't have anyone disturbing me. I've got two young kids, so I'll make sure they're uh, they're occupied. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean it's it's going to be uh, an amazing atmosphere, like I said. Um, and and yeah, I'll be I'll be here. Um, you know, and I, I'm sure I'll get some sense of of what it's like. Um, you know, watching uh, I follow. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a special special season. Um, we've already uh, we've already talked about meeting up for beers in the postseason, haven't we? So yes. fingers crossed, fingers crossed. It's beers that is celebrating promotion. Definitely, yeah. Love hearing that, boys. I'm sure that's me. Like a lot of people, um, as you said, like generational thing as well. I'm sure there's a lot of um, maybe families who have got people who saw the 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 Division One title team, the UEFA Cup, FA Cup, um, and they said league. It's League One, but. We've had four very dire seasons at this sort of, you know, this time of the season. This is normally the, yeah, like what I said last year, sadly, I said, oh, here we go. Deadest or dead rubbers. But this year, we've got something to play for. And we're one win away for promotion, boys and girls and everyone listening. It's going to be, I can't wait for it. Um, so bring it on. Um, enjoy the day. Uh, but yeah, Nick, James, oh, it's been a pleasure. Just quickly, uh, I'm going for a squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. 2-1 victory. Oh, 2-1? I don't know if I can take that, James. I don't think no one can take that. How is it going to go? Play by play. Ips- it's Ipswich Town. Um, yeah. yeah we, it's, if, like, we've done things surprisingly easy in these last two away games, but um, for those people watching the Port Vale game, there was there was some people in the ground were getting a little bit worried. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be 2-1. I think we'll take the lead, we'll concede, and then will get a winner and it will be absolute pandemonium. I think um, Stu asked this on the main flagship show about who would you want the score, the goal to clinch promotion. I'm just putting you on the spot here, boys. I, I didn't put it part of the pod plan, but it just came Dumbled. to my mind. Dumbled? Yeah. Because of the... <laughs> because of the, because of because uh, <laughs> I have a picture of Dumbled and I'm running into the photo and it's just uh, um, with... Um, Tom, Thomas Seggins and uh, his wife, Katie, we have a little ongoing joke now that every time Don Ball comes onto the pitch, I send them a photo of me with the picture of Don Ball and like it's crashing it, their photo. 
and him like coming on for his cameo at the end of the game. So uh, I, I don't think if uh, <laughs> if it's one one, it won't be Don Ball that's coming on to change the game. Unfortunately, it will be probably if we're three 0 up. But uh, <laughs> it would be it would be so funny if it was Don Ball. No, but in in all seriousness, actually, um, I read the. I read the um, the article on the EADT with um, with Wolfenden and um, just him speaking so honestly about the club and you know he's a fan and he grew up in the area like someone like that scoring the winning goal would be that's that's what every single fan of that stadium dreams of like playing for their club and scoring goals for their club I mean he's a defender so maybe he didn't quite dream of that every day but if 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 one of the local lads park is the same like if one of the local lads could get a winner then oh my god they would like that that'd be a core memory in in their memory for the rest of their careers yeah yeah that is the same harry clark scoring the winner would be uh just cherry on top yeah like, i think Stu mentioned once again on the flagship show like he's, he's honestly his shots are so hard and powerful and they would break the net definitely the barns again the amount of times he could have yeah scored um but yeah for him he's gonna be loving if he goes and scores and that would be unbelievable scenes um and yeah but uh, hopefully it doesn't go down to the yeah like Dunitrich thing we're like yeah we're it's nil nil needing to find a late goal um but we shall you see. know you know what the, sometimes they say just take what you get and if we if that full-time whistle blows them with one you might have to put yourself through hell but i'm gonna take it yeah like i'm taking it and running like, you know, you just, it's just that game where it's like, it's not the most important. The most important thing is not the important, it's not the performance now. It's just get that win. Just get it. Whatever, however it comes. It would be great if it's easy and we were all partying in the stands on the 60th minute. But like, just sometimes, I, sometimes you just got to do it the hard way. And if, who knows what's going to happen. But if, as long as we get that win, then everybody will be absolutely through the roof and the town of Ipswich is going to have a big party. Yeah. I, I hate to say this now, but if say we got an early goal and we're one nil up and there is, there is partying and we are going, we are going up and then next to my equaliser, like, oh no, <laughs> they score and it's like, oh no. Um, but yeah, so yeah, let's maybe keep it calm for a little bit when we know we're definitely going on our way and then get, just enjoy it. Bloody enjoy it. And do you know what? Someone's already said this multiple times, but do you know what Danashian, what if, if he was the man who scored his first ever town goal and he scores it, and the clinch promotion that will be unbelievable. Although once again, be- though, he he comes on as he comes on as defensive cover now, yeah, so it's almost right. like you wouldn't bring him on as an attacking sub. Just just yeah. the way this team seems to line up in the last few weeks, he's uh, he's more of the solidify the lead rather than we're pushing for a winner. But you know, funny things happen on the in the last few games of the season. We might just be chucking on players left, right, and centre if we need a goal. So. If just for something different, you, you never know how it's going to pan out. Well, as you know, you, some people say, you know, 2 0 is always a, a, you know, not the greatest score line. So maybe, you know, when we're turning up and bring Janoy on and he get, makes it free, and that is it. He's clinched promotion for us. So there we go. Is so that what go. you count? Would you, if it, so it's the last goal, the, the, count, the yeah. counter for clinching. Yeah. yeah, you just never know. You know, 2 0 is never always, you know, clear score line. So if it's the final goal, of the game, then yeah, that's that's what okay. I take. You know, you know, if it's someone else, I go, oh yeah, we won it, we won it earlier. But um, good old Janoy, he deserves it. Um, but yeah, uh, Nick, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, any other business, my friend? Yeah, I just want to say uh, quickly. I, I uh, you know, I've already mentioned this. It's been a it's a, been a magical season, um, and it's been for me personally. It's it's been even more more special because you know the KOA army, um, yourself for us. Uh, Mark, uh, Andy, Stu, um, and uh, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, all you guys, the entire KOA army. Um, the first thing I do after every game is look out for the uh, the game day video on YouTube. Um, because, yeah, I mean, up until recently, um, there's been no one to talk, uh, talk to about the game and how exciting it's been. And so, uh, yeah, it's like, even though I, I don't know a lot of people personally, it's like listening to my mates, you know, and it's, it's really... Uh, become like that and and now we have uh you know now i have <laughs> the uh koi army in new york which is fantastic so i'm looking forward to uh watching uh, many more games uh with james with chris with dennis hopefully others will join us um yeah so you know 
thank you um, to, to you, Ross, and, and to everyone, uh, the entire KOA Army, for making this, uh, this season even more special. Top man, Nick. Thanks for that. And um, yeah, big, big shout out to anybody out there who is in the North American, you know, if you want to get connected with James or Nick and myself just to get involved, if you are in America somewhere and you want to go and watch the games or just be part of a community, go there. And of course, as always, KOA Army will continue to grow. We've got merch now, um, so get the badge in and all that. Um, so yeah, but James, any other business from yourself? Yeah, I just wanted to just wanted to mention a couple of things around Portman Road on on Saturday, probably. Uh, so Mike from the KOA Army is doing his um, he's shaving his head, and um, when he announced this, I was uh, I was I think it's an incredible initiative. It's for the um, for Mark Stewart's uh, uh, motor and disease um, charity, um, but. When he announced it, he announced it as a promotion head shave. And I mm. thought, that is incredibly bold of you, Mike, to have that much faith in this Ipswich Town team that probably a month out from the end of the season, or at least a few weeks, you're announcing it as a promotion head shave. But here we are, and he's doing it in the fan zone on Saturday, I believe. Yep, 1.30. So, so before he's doing it before we get promoted. That's how much confidence that man has. Even though he doesn't say, even though on game day, he's... He's maybe a little bit reserved about some of our performances. I think on the last one he said, oh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but he is um, he's going through with it. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing some videos of that. And um, I think if we, if we do get promoted on Saturday, then everybody should chuck him a few more pennies because I think he well, well deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- well done, Mike, on that um, initiative. And then the second thing I'll, I'll mention as well, um, new turnstile blues is out which is uh, they've got a great team behind that with um, Matt Macon from the KOA Army and there's loads of other great writers that are involved in that so I think it's still a pound which is absolutely incredible value um, go and get it like it could be a memento like you need I, I want to I'm going to be buying all kinds of stuff on Saturday because like if that is the day we go up if 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 big if then I want the I want the EADT print copy. I want the program from the day. I want Turnstile Blues. I I'll be I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be taking loads of photos, and I just hope that'll be a memorable day. And then you can look back at it later and say, "Yeah, this is the this is the stuff from the day that we my first promotion as an adult." Let's put it that way. But yeah, there's there's my two little any other businesses. Nice one. Uh, yeah, big shout out to um to Mike who's doing the head shows. That is in the fan zone um at 130. Um of course um there's also gonna be, I think town fans gonna be queuing up to watch see the the coach come in as well, um to sort of like you just sort of you know getting ready for the game. So I think there's gonna be a lot of people there celebrating that. Yeah, blue blue action, blue action just in yep. general, like this season, last season, just the banners that they put out, the kind of the initiatives they put together, like so it's it's been so good. We've obviously got that they're moving to the cobblestone next year to try and improve the atmosphere. I'm really excited to see how that goes. Like just, just like top top work from all of them. Like they they have the same love. Like they've got an absolute undying love for this club, and it's just great that we have communities like that springing up that want to improve standards and want to improve stuff in and around the ground. It's it's absolutely great. Definitely, and um, yeah, as you mentioned, um, buy yourself a Turnstile Blues, of course buy yourself a programme because that'll be a, a memento that you can keep forever if we do get promoted on Saturday. But um, yeah, a lot of great interviews, I think, in the Turnstile Blues. I think um, there's an interview with Mark Stewart, interview with um, by Matt Maker with um, Eloise King and her two parents um, who go to Lily every game, which is great. Uh, the Kings and then some other great interviews in there as well. So um, check it out. Um, they'll be selling, I'm sure, around the grounds, maybe in the fan zone, maybe in Greyhound if you go there. I'm sure Greyhound's going to be busy as well and all the pubs in Itchwich. So Enjoy your day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think that's it. Um, Nick, James, thanks for joining me. Um, should we have also- a little quick? Should we have a little quick shout out to uh, to to the to the sponsors? Oh, yeah, I was going to do that, James. Okay, I was going oh, okay. <laughs> to do that. I was just going to, you know, I was going to actually now mention quickly. Of course, the um, it's not just one game this weekend. The Itchers Town Women's Team are playing on Sunday. Uh, their penultimate home game of the season as they take on Cheltenham Town. Um, so yeah, another big game for town. Um, at Phoenix uh, AJ Arena, two PM kickoff. Um, so if you want a double header, go to the game on Sunday as well. Um, should be a nice weather this weekend. So could be enjoy. could be a few sore heads at two PM on Sunday. 
Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if, um, you know, Saturday goes the way we want it to go. And uh, yeah, well, Nick, James, it's been a pleasure. Safe travels to James flying over. Nick will stay in touch, I'm sure, my friend. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to our sponsors, Manscaped. Use the code Caraway uh, to get 20% off and free delivery for all your, you know, stuff that you need to shave. Uh, your nose, ears, all that sort of stuff. And then also Ginger Pickle, the goats are marketing. Big shout out to Tony Southgate and the team. Me and Tony are heading to Holland um, this uh, in May for a very secret pod- project, but you'll find out soon because I'll chuck out some pictures of it. But um, we've got some good plans, so uh, look out for that. Um, but yeah, enjoy the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Um, have fun. Let's get right into it. Thanks again for listening of, of another edition of Fan Social. Bye bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>